0: Coming up on 5-Minute News US Senate gives final approval to debt ceiling deal Supreme Court rules against union in labor dispute And Russia bombs Ukrainian capital Kiev, killing three It's Friday, June 2 I'm Anthony Davis. The US Senate gave final approval late last night to a debt ceiling and budget cuts package grinding into the night to wrap up work on the bipartisan deal and send it to President Joe Biden's desk to become law before the fast approaching deadline. The compromise package negotiated between Biden and House Speaker Kevin McCarthy leaves neither Republicans nor Democrats pleased with the outcome, but the result, after weeks of hard-fought budget negotiations, shelves the volatile debt ceiling issue that risked upending the US and global economy until 2025 after the next presidential election. Approval in the Senate on a bipartisan vote 63 to 36 somewhat reflected the overwhelming House tally the day before, relying on centrists in both parties to pull the Biden-McCarthy package to passage, though Democrats led the tally in both chambers. Senate Majority Leader Chuck Schumer said ahead of the voting that the bill's passage means America can breathe a sigh of relief. Biden said in a statement following passage that senators from both parties demonstrated once more that America is a nation that pays its bills and meets its obligations, and always will be. He said he would sign the bill into law as soon as possible. Fast action was vital if Washington hoped to meet next Monday's deadline, when Treasury had said the US will start running short of cash to pay its bills, risking a devastating default. Raising the nation's debt limit, now $31.4 trillion, would ensure the Treasury could borrow to pay already incurred U.S. debts. In a dispute about the pressure that organized labor can exert during a strike, the Supreme Court ruled yesterday against unionized drivers who walked off the job with their trucks full of wet concrete. The decision united Liberal and Conservative justices in Labour's latest loss at the High Court. The lone dissenter in the case, Justice Katangi Brown-Jackson, said the ruling would hinder the development of Labour law and erode the right to strike. Justice Amy Coney Barrett, writing for the majority, said the union failed to take reasonable precautions to protect the company's concrete when the drivers went on strike. Barrett wrote that the drivers for Washington state-based Glacier Northwest quit work suddenly, putting the company's property in foreseeable and imminent danger. In 2018, the court's conservative majority overturned a decades-old pro-union decision involving fees paid by government workers. More recently, the justices rejected a California regulation giving unions access to farm property so they could organize workers. Justice Samuel Alito wrote in a separate opinion in the Washington State case that the Federal National Labor Relations Act protects the right to strike, but with limits. He said it does not protect striking employees who engage in the type of conduct alleged here. In her dissent, Jackson wrote, Workers are not indentured servants, bound to continue labouring until any planned work stoppage would be as painless as possible for their master. The case stemmed from contract negotiations in 2017 between Glacier Northwest and the local Teamsters Union, representing the drivers. When negotiations broke down, the union called for a strike – Drivers walked off the job while their trucks were full of concrete, which must be used quickly and can damage the trucks if it's not. Russia launched a pre-dawn missile barrage at the Ukrainian capital yesterday, killing three people, including a nine-year-old girl and her mother, and damaging apartment buildings, schools and a children's hospital Officials said it was the highest toll from a single attack on Kiev over the past month. A 33-year-old woman died as she and others waited to enter a locked air raid shelter, which left the group at the mercy of falling missile fragments, according to her husband. Officials ordered an investigation. The latest attack, using what Ukrainian officials said were short-range ground-launch Iskander missiles, coincided with events scheduled in Kiev to celebrate International Children's Day. Those events were cancelled. Ukrainian air defences shot down all 10 missiles, but falling debris caused damage and wounded 16 people Russia has kept up a steady barrage on the capital and other parts of the country in recent weeks As Kiev readies what it says is a counter-offensive To push back Moscow's troops 15 months after their full-scale invasion Kiev was the target of drone and missile attacks on 17 days last month. Since February 2022, at least 525 children have been killed and at least 1,047 injured, according to the UN's Human Rights Monitoring Mission in Ukraine. 5-Minute News is an evergreen podcast covering politics, inequality, health, and climate. Delivering independent, unbiased, and essential world news daily. This is Peter. And this is Tom. We want to tell you guys a little bit about our podcast. Tom and I met in college, became best friends, and then teachers almost 20 years ago.